Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs> Wine. I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Kevin Jager, and I know you all liked it like it was, but we're opening doors here at Broad Wasted and celebrating our 200th episode. And now you know, we're doing it with a Bizarro World version of the show where we all switch roles. After 200 episodes and four years of podcasting, we've heard everything from you've got it a good thing going to it's a hit. From people like Bobby and Jackie and Jack and the team at Franklin Shepherd Inc. We've truly loved spending our time each week with so many incredible new and old friends of the show. So as we look past the hills of tomorrow to many more Broadwasted episodes to come, we sincerely thank you for your supporting us and for listening in as we're growing up before your very ears. <laughs> Joining us today are the usual besties I'm thrilled that merrily we roll along together after all this time, including Kimberly, Rich and Happy Schmidt. Yay! <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and Brian, our first transition game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Cheers! Seventy-five. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give a big broad wasted welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. The two hundredth episode. Yay! Y'all ready for this? So that's what's happening now, guys, is we have, we've made it 200 episodes, which is cray-cray. Yeah. And to honor that, we decided to do this weird Bizarro World switch where you have Kevin, the host, Brian, the co-host, or Brian, the game master, and Kimberly, the co-host. Yeah. So, Am I not usually also a co-host? I mean, technically, but like you're the game master, so that's like a third. I just have a cooler title. Okay. Yeah. I just am co-host. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like second fiddle. And then like first chair viola. That's you. <laughs> okay. But we I like start that. every episode with what are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, Brian, I have a dirty what are you drinking? gin martini. A dirty gin martini? Be fancy. How many olives are in there? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, a wow. drink with olive juice? Interesting. Did you put juice in it too or just the olives? Dirty means you also put juice. Oh, okay. I didn't, I don't drink anything with olive juice in it at all. I and I like mine fairly dirty, so you can see on the screen, but it's not entirely clear. Oh, yeah. It's, it's opaque. Yummy. Um, although we have lost the top to our shaker, like our cocktail shaker. Mm-hmm. So this martini is stirred, not shaken. Oh. <laughs> um, and what is your cup? That's a cool cup. This is a panda cup that comes with a certain type of Japanese sake that you can now get delivered to yourself. Oh, uh, nice. With takeout in New York City. Thanks, Haley Pachoon. Yeah, Haley gave me the idea. She didn't deliver. The idea, I mean, she, she did. It. <laughs> <laughs> she did it, oh. and we happened to live near the same ramen place. <laughs> yes, Brian, what are you drinking? Uh, I am just drinking Milagro tequila um, in a rocks glass with a hint of lime, um, and uh, it's delicious. Nice. And Kevin? 
I braved the elements and the craziness of being outside in order to buy uh, Hudson Maple Cask Rye Whiskey. Yes. And I bought it this morning early because I went as soon as the liquor store opened so there wouldn't be that many people. They had it? And they had it. Nice. So I bought it and I've had it in my freezer all day. So it's like, oh, nice, nice. And like smooth and perfect. So cheers. Cheers. I'm so jealous. Cookies. Okay. So the first segment we're going to do on this 200th episode, since Brian and Kimberly are returning guests, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we always do with returning guests, which is a would you rather segment. Cool. So I came up with a Would You Rather Broadwaisted edition, which is some to do with our episodes, some to do with just random Broadway stuff, and we'll just go through it and see what you guys would rather. Mm-hmm. Cool. So first question, and you're both going to answer all of these, so just whoever wants to go first can go first. Would you rather relive the hangover after the Mike Feist Will Roland episode? Oh, they're going to be like this. Or, or relive the hangover after the Chicago Pod Slam 2018. Oh, I'll answer that first. The Feist. I would rather relive the Feist hangover than the um, the Pod Slam, the never before heard and never will be heard episode. Absolutely. That whole day <laughs> just, in Chicago. Just for a little basis for everybody. The Mike, if you hadn't listened to those episodes, the Mike Feist will roll an episode was when we drank starting at Sardi's because Mike had just found out he was nominated for a Tony. But we only had appetizers because we were at Sardi's. Yep. (laughs) Our face off. And then we went to a surf bar. Reunion bar. Reunion bar. And then we went to. um, Well, we ordered a pizza and then we, Mike ran back with it. it. We still ate it. Yeah. (laughs) He dropped it. It was a mess in the box. We went to a local pub somewhere around there. We we were out to like three in the morning. And yes. then all, yes. all of us went to work the next day and were like drunk at work until like midday. And then yeah, my boss instructed me to go get Burger King. And then Chicago, <laughs> at lunch. Chicago Pod Slam, we did an episode with Colin Donnell uh, where we got very drunk with Colin. We then had dinner with him and kept drinking. And then we drank before the Chicago show. So we were all like pretty lit by the time we were recording. Ooh. And then we kept drinking through that. Really, mean blacked out. We were already blacked out. We, oh yeah, we all blacked out at certain points. So that's the two things. So Brian, you said you would definitely relive the Mike Feist Will Roland hangover. Absolutely, Be- it, not because it was better. It was it was not as bad as the other one, the Chicago one. I was out. I was incapacitated the whole day. Like until I, you got on a plane. Yes, yeah, Brian, Brian almost died. That was really bad. The thing that saved me was when we all walked along the river and then sat at that like that Bavarian pub or whatever it was. Yeah, big pretzel. Yeah, that like saved me. <laughs> I forgot about that big pretzel. But the night before, you're in a big pretzel and it really just fixed <laughs> everything. But the night before, Kimberly and I were in the same hotel, and in the Uber ride to the hotel, I changed the. Um, I changed the destination and they dropped us off in front of for Portillo's. She was like, no, this is not I didn't know that you yeah. did. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, oh, you know what? Um, she was like, what are you doing? I was like, no, no, it's okay. We're going to eat here. So we ordered food for Portillo's. I ate a hot dog and finished half a hamburger. Like, and I fell asleep with the hamburger on me and like something like that. And then the next you morning. a bite of each thing, I think. I was, I was a mess. And then the next morning, like 
she had to like go out and bring me soup. I was just like terrible. That was when we first started getting into, oh God, what were those like things where you could send like a text message, but it was a video? Marco Polo. Marco Polo. So I like Marco Polo'd Aaron Albano like, like 24 times that night. Oh, that night. And then we couldn't find a place to eat because we were looking for a place to eat that night. We couldn't find it because everything closed so much early in Chicago than New York. Yeah. So we're like, it's 11, let's go out. And they're like, our kitchen closed at 10. And we were like, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Kimberly, which one did you say? Oh, I would, the Chicago one, hands down, because I didn't have to go to work the next day. And I was fine by some miracle. Yeah, you were like, better than the two of us. Yeah, yeah I woke she, up at like 10 a.m. and went for a walk and got coffee and, and, soup, and I, tea and soup. I would say the Mike Feist Will Rowan one too, because I went and worked the temp job the next day mm-hmm. and I was still drunk until like 2.30 and then I just like discreetly fell asleep at my desk till five. Ooh. So like that was much better than the Chicago one where I was laying on my brother's couch wishing oh. I would die. The mic was hangover, I was so hungover I couldn't like lie. Like my boss was like, are you okay? You look really sick today. And what I could have done was, oh, I got some stomach bug. Can I go home? But what I said was, I'm very hungover. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, okay, get back to work. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, question two: Would you rather currently be drinking the strange olive juice and lime concoction Brian made for Alex Brightman, or the V8 juice margaritas that we had with Max Crumb? Oh, those I, I would I I would one hundred percent choose the um, the uh, no I would choose the other one. The olive and lime? Yeah, absolutely. V8 is disgusting. Tomato juice is gross in general. Um, I it, would, was I, juice. it was like mango tomato juice. It was weird. I, it was, was fruit. I, not, not thrilled. I would rather have lots of olive and lime. No, V8. All the Definitely way. the V8 for me. I'd no. rather have all those eight things. All right. Um, would you rather get cocktails before a show? Or get cocktails after a show? Where's both? You can't do that. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with after. Yeah, me too. So you can talk about it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, see, I'm I don't fall asleep at the show. Oh, I'll fall asleep at the show 100%. Oh, see, I was going to say cocktails before because I love that like anticipation of the evening, like getting out of work and like going and having cocktails and then like sitting down at the show like a little can bit. Can I have a loophole? Wine before, cocktails after. <laughs> Oh, well played. Well played. <laughs> Would you rather wake up tomorrow and find out you're living one day as a real life newsie or wake up tomorrow and find out you're living a, one day as a member of the barricade in lameness? I mean, newsy just based on death. Yeah, I'm saying. But I would have to do a lot more stretching that day. Oh, yeah, those newsy leaves don't just do themselves. Like, see, I was going to say the lay miss thing because it doesn't have to be the day that you die. It could just be the but day. But you that- didn't specify. <laughs> In terms of statistically, I'm going to newsy. have less of a death day as a newsy, as a That's union true. member. That's true. And nobody wants happy death day. Um, yes. It's a great film. It is super good. Yeah. Uh, would you rather only be able to see act one of a show for the rest of your life or act two of a show for the rest of your life? Just act two. generically? Act two, because it would drive me nuts not knowing how everything resolved, but it wouldn't drive me nuts not knowing how it started. That's a really good answer. Like, I could, like, infer 
the beginning, but like it's you can't wait till the chord resolves. Right. Okay. Like I, I need the finale. <laughs> So my initial gut was to choose act one because there are a lot of shows where you don't need act two to like feel like you got a full story. Um, however, I, after Kimberly's description, I think I'm flipping to her side. My real answer though is give me an hour and a half with no intermission. <laughs> See, I would say act one because I think it's a fun like game to then go home and like write how I think it would have ended. Oh, like when you saw Fun Home. Yes, like when I saw Fun Home, it didn't get to be the end because they it was freezing in New York and the burst and they had to evacuate the theater. Freezing in New York. So that, yeah, I would pack one. Uh, would you rather never be able to see another musical live on stage or never be able to listen to a musical cast album ever again? I would, I would, <clears throat> wait, the... Which one would I would I'm going to choose the second one. I I would prefer. I would seeing, rather listen. I would rather see a show. The list to the cast album. Yes. Yes. I can just sing the show at home if I want. See, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, I could just sing it if I need to. Definitely. Local selections and plunk it out. <laughs> I mean, basically, I mean to be honest, Kevin, we're living through the second version of your your, your what would you rather, and yeah. I would and rather the other book. version of it. Yeah, I've already I'd done one side see the shows and not yeah. listen. Yeah. Uh, would you rather every musical from now on is required to have a dream ballet yeah. or every musical from now on is required to have a mega mix? Dream ballet. Mega mix. <laughs> dream ballet for sure. Who says they can't be the same thing? <laughs> I love it. I like would you rathers have incredible compromise. I love how Kim <laughs> 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 Would you rather spend the next week having to wear a full costume and makeup from Cats 24-7 or wow. spend the next week having to wear a full costume and makeup from Kinky Boots 24-7? So here's a question. Are we talking like being right. in your apartment? Yeah, like right now. So it's like, like I'm not talking about like embarrassed to be seen in, like like comfort level life skill. Level. I already dress as a factory worker, Kevin. So no, I, I'm, I'm meaning more like the angels, like, like I, a full beaten face and yeah. like wig. Plus the, heat. I choose cats cause they're in spandex and that's what I wear every day. Right. Now. <laughs> <There you answer. laughs> I'm going to go with cats. Just it just, full body leggings. It just sounds fun. See, I was going to say kinky boots. Cause I feel like that would be sexy. Like I could, I but you have to have the heels on the whole time. Cats are basically. Out, if I can come but out, that's where the sex is. If I can heel. come out of the quarantine with one thing, and it's being a like badass drag queen, I'm in for it. Like the calves would look you can amazing. Make this There's so many tutorials, like makeup tutorials, Kevin. Yes, but I played women in two different shows, and I was a very ugly woman. So there's a difference between being a woman and being in drag. That's true. That's very true. Fair. Um, next question. Mm -hmm. Would you rather have an entire season of musicals on Broadway that are all country music star jukebox musicals or embargo bestie of the show, Aaron from the show forever? Embargo from the show forever? Yeah. Either every musical for an entire season is just country music stars. Or jukebox can't musicals, ever talk to Aaron again. Or Aaron is embargoed from the show forever. I like some country music. Go for it. Give it a shot. So I was very prepared to just 
choose the second one because I, I'm not a country person and like a whole lost season of Broadway with country shows makes no sense to me. However, I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'll watch the country shows to have Aaron, Aaron on this show. Or just don't watch the old shows that turn. Y'all no fun. I'll just go to the library when it's open again. Y'all are no fun. Um, I embargo Aaron forever. (laughs) Just kidding. And then last question. Would you rather get free drinks at any show you see for life or get free cab rides home after every show you see for life? Cab rides home. Wait, free shows or free cab rides? Free drinks at shows or free cab rides? Cab rides is not even a question for me. Yeah, cab rides. Yeah, because if I have too many price, price, but that is more luxury. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to take a cab home anyways. If I have, (laughs) yeah. So the free the free drinks would be canceled out by me paying for a cab home. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather pay the exorbitant amount for like a triple uh, red wine and then just take a free cab home. Love it. This has been. Would you rather? Yay! That was fun. That was super fun. So now we're going to just kind of slide into another thing looking back at our 200 episodes and everything we have mm-hmm. so i'm going to hand over the floor to game master brian who has created a really fun game for us that kind of takes the, us walking down memory lane i did thank you kevin um i created a nice little uh quiz for us a little episode broad wasted episode trivia Okay. Awesome. Um, just for the record, I don't know if you can tell, but I've been like lowering my voice just because like, because Brian's been the host for 200 episodes, I feel like like the host needs to have more of a host voice. So I can <laughs> find myself like naturally lowering my tone. Lounging. Well, this is, you know, you can now you, I'm, I'm the game master. So you just enjoy. Yeah. You just sit back. Um, okay, exactly. so I'm gonna lay I, down. <laughs> I have a uh, I have a little quiz for us. I'm gonna go through and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and forth asking you guys the questions. Um, some of them are worth more than one point. Some of them are worth you know uh, just the one point. Um, but we'll go back and forth uh, between the two of you, and we'll ask some of the questions and see if you remember some of these fun things from our uh, episodes. Okay. All right. And uh, for those of you listening or watching, um, feel free to play, play along and let us know how many you got. Um, we ready? Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, Kevin, let's start with you. Okay. Who were our first five guests in order? Who? Oh, okay. Episode one was Lacrida. Correct. Episode two is Michael Mott. Correct. Episode three was Paige Davis. No, Incorrect. she's episode four. Correct. Sorry. Um, it went Michael Mott. No, I'm sorry. Lacrita, Michael Mott. Episode three was. Not Paige? No. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Episode three was. Here's was, a, here. was I not on this episode? You were. Episode three was released the same week as episode four. Oh, episode three was the Tonys get broad wasted with Jay. Yes. That's the third thing we did. Yes, it is. <laughs> the third thing we put out was Jay being hammered. Yep. Okay. How do people still listen to us? Episode, I don't know. episode four was. Oh, the 
<laughs> and then episode five was was it Ruby? No. Ah, uh, I don't know. Kim- what Kimberly, if you want to jump in, this what the fifth episode is. Feel free. Laura Osmus? No. She was six, right? Uh, no. Ellis? It was Hannah Ellis, yes. Because ah! <laughs> of the Tonys. Yeah, because of the Tonys. That's exactly right. Oh, right, because she was hungover. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Good <As> answer. We. <laughs> uh, All right. I'm not keeping score anymore. That was too hard. Um, how See? many... What? See? Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I totally understand now. <laughs> Um, how many episodes of radio plays have we released, Kimberly? And fun fact, these episodes don't actually count into the number of episodes we've done. That's right. They're only bonuses. So while Kimberly's thinking about this, the way we label 12? episodes. No, not 12. 13. No, not 13. 14. No. 15. Nope. 16. Oh my God, that's amazing how you did that. <laughs> um, but as I was saying, yeah, we list them as bonus episodes. Um, so actually the only episodes that like count towards the 200 are the uh, actual interview episodes. Um, so those are the 200. So we've actually released more than 200 episodes. But uh, also, I mean, we don't also count the another round episodes. Correct. Which are also mm-hmm. interviews, but they're like, extra added content that week so like a lot of those didn't count either yeah but we are counting we have we have been counting the uh movie musical episodes that yes, we've been the doing quarantine movie musical yeah. episodes have been counting what did you say kimberly i said movies oh yeah yeah um cool kevin what show did we talk about in depth in our very first episode um it was uh a show that I loved and you two were not a fan of, and it was I like fought for it vigilantly. It was American Psycho the Musical. <laughs> that is correct. You all of that? No, it's it's in there. Oh, is it? Yeah, uh huh. It's all in there. We are. Yeah, guys, it's a heated debate. Um, Kimberly, what surprise did we have for Andrew Kober in episode nineteen? Hannah Alice. That's right. <laughs> because I was supposed to go to that episode to record and I left work because that's when I was a waiter at the time. Mm-hmm. And I left work and was waiting on the platform for the train and I puked in the trash can by the train on the train platform. We've all been there. So I texted you two and I was like, I'm sick. I can't come to this interview. And I think that was the first time that, no, it wasn't the first time somebody missed an episode. No. No, you had you had I missed Laura Osnes when I was in Chicago. Yes. And Squiggs and Danny Gardner. Was I in Chicago for all of those? I was yeah. Either, yeah, I was yeah. Jay, Jay was the guest. I think Jay guest hosted for those two and Robbie guest hosted for, for Laura. Um, Laura. Well, Robbie the Laura episode was supposed to be Robbie. No. Wait. Yeah. Yes. Wait. And then Laura was able to, and we had still had Robbie booked, and we asked him if he wanted a guest host with us, and he and he did. Oh, I love Robbie. Me too. Um, okay, who uh, who's this? Uh, Kevin. Kimberly, Kevin. right? Yeah. No, you. No, he just she just got to Hannah Alice. You. Oh right. Um, I got it, but you talked. Kevin, who is the only person who has been on every single episode of Broadway Sid? Ryan Plofsky. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, yes, that's right. 
uh, I didn't get married or go to Chicago, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Kimberly, which guest has appeared the most on Broad Wasted? Oh, where's Linda when you need her? Aaron. Yeah, I didn't even count. I just know. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely Aaron. Um, Kevin, what is our most listened to episode? Our most listened to episode is Jeremy Jordan part two. That is incorrect. Kimberly, can you steal? Mike Feist. Yep. Mike Feist and Will Roland. Oh. Um, Because that's why our Mother's Day episode did so well. And my mom always says that her episode was a hit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kimberly, not including the radio plays and random audio files. How many times has Jeremy been a guest on the podcast? Four? Yep, that's correct. Um, I count my what things I make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this. Um, okay, uh, Kevin. This is so fun. What three shows have we recorded backstage at? We the recorded... Sh- the shows, you don't have to name the theaters. Or okay. extra points for theaters. We recorded backstage at the play that goes wrong. Oh, it's four then. It's It's four. Oh, sorry. We recorded I forgot, backstage. I forgot that one. <laughs> backstage at the play that goes wrong. We recorded backstage at, at Bandstand. Uh huh. Jacobs. Good job, what, what did you say? She's so saying the theater names. Oh like yeah. Jacobs. Yeah. We recorded backstage at with J. Armstrong Johnson at Phantom. That's correct. Majestic. And we recorded. Oh, I don't know if this counts. Uh, when we saw uh, oh god what is that called Um, uh, Shakespeare uh, oh Drunk Drunk Shakespeare Shakespeare. so I guess it's five I forgot about these (laughs) and then um, uh, train 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 spotting yep there are six these are ones I didn't remember (laughs) There's also measure for measure. Oh, yep. I wasn't there for that one, but yeah. And then Kimberly and I did neuroses. Yep. <laughs> um, and then there's one more that I'm missing. Yes, there is. Broadway? Yeah. Backstage Broadway that we recorded with someone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, it was at the Lundfontaine. Oh, Jared's really. Yeah. Oh, Jared. All right. So that was round one. Straight up question. I didn't think because I was like, "Who we waited for?" That was nervous, and I was like, "Oh, we were just seeing Jared." Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fun. Okay, so that was uh, the first part of the game, the first round. Yes. You ready for round two? Let's do it. Okay. This round is called "Who Was Our Guest." Ready? Yep. Yeah. Who was our guest on the 50th episode? Anybody? Yeah. Krista Rodriguez. That's right, because it was live at the Bell House. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really fun. That was super fun. Now I live around the corner from the Bell House. Another example of a live show where we got surprisingly drunk before we went on stage. (laughs) Because my uncle brought us a bottle of the 
Hudson whiskey and we like drank it all in the room before we went out. We drank a lot of it in the room and we brought it on stage and then we got yelled at after the performance because we weren't supposed to be drinking like out of a bottle that wasn't given to us by the bar. Which makes a lot of sense. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ready for your next who was our guest? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Who was our guest on our first Valentine's Day episode? Uh, Carrie Lindsay. That is correct. Do you remember what game we played? Something with sweet tarts. Yes. Do you remember? Sweetheart, sweetheart. It was a bingo. It was a bingo. bingo. Yeah, you're right. And we played it. That was our first game, I think, that we played throughout the whole episode. Mm -hmm. Oh, fun. I think it was also by accident, too. (laughs) Let's just keep doing it. That was fun. That was a good one. Um, Okay, next one. Who Who was our guest on our first Thanksgiving episode? Andrew Keenan Bolger. That's correct. Um, that was when we were still in the studio. Yeah. Um, all right. Who was our get first choreographer? First. Spencer Lith? Yeah, that's correct. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought there must have been someone before. Too. So did I. I was actually looking. I thought we had one early on, but in terms of like specifically choreography, you know, obviously we have some incredibly multi-talented people on the podcast. Yeah, and like, like Brendan Stimson has, has dabbled in choreography. Right. Now, but like, as far as like career, I am a choreographer. Yes. Um, who was, who was our first Tony winner? Michael Cerberus. No, I don't think it was. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Do you have another guess? James Rowe Aglehart? That's what I have. Ah. I'm going to double check here. I think that's right. Yes, that's correct. He was uh, 37. Cerberus was 45. Okay. Um, I did the research, but you're making me nervous now. Um See? Who, yeah, who was our first non-actor only guest? I'm using that term loosely. Andrew Bradis? No. Wait, non-actor. He, non-actor only. Booked it? No. Oh, damn, it is Michael. Well, yeah, that's true. Hmm. I messed this question up. The answer I had was squigs, but I understand what you guys are saying. Okay. Maybe I answered there or asked that wrong. <laughs> um, what is our most recent episode as we're recording this right now? Like what? Jeremy Kushner. Jeremy Kushner, yeah. What is our most recent episode in terms of releasing this? What aired right before this one? Eddie Perfect. No. Brendan Simpson? No. You said Eddie. Oh, a movie? Maybe. Muppets. Yes. Uh, That was a trick. Um, Okay. We have been collecting newsies along the way. Yes. How many newsies? And can you name them all? I guess name them and then we'll get the number. Okay. I have. All right. Let's do We'll do it together. Aaron, Brendan. Mike uh, Feist. Mike Feist. um, Sarah Lindsay Count. Yes. Sarah Lindsay, Jeremy, Andrew (laughs) Walter. Who? 
Michael Fatica. Yeah, yeah, that counts. Michael Fatica. Um, um, I was going to say Tommy Brocco. We interviewed him for Built for the Stage. Um, Who's going to be offended? <laughs> who else is? In, oh, 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 oh. Um, um, uh, uh, Ryan Breslin. <gasps> yeah. Um, Newsies, other Newsies. I think that's it. I think we have eight. We have more Newsies. You're muted. Sorry, Ted was losing his mind. Um, you have ten. There are. You have eight. There are ten. You're missing two. We're missing two. Um, ben Fankhauser. Yes. Yeah. Adam Kaplan. Yep. No. Adam Kaplan. Adam Kaplan. Yeah. Yes. There's your ten. And Corey Cott, eleven. Oh, there. Oh, Corey. Yeah, eleven. Wow, I didn't do good. <laughs> that's 11 <clears throat> cool um and that is that's who was the guest uh and those are the two rounds and i have some maybe another round for later perhaps amazing but we'll go ahead and segue into i won right yeah you're the winner yeah yeah, yeah. Um, the game master never wins <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the next segment we're going to jump into is a uh, mailbag. 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 Where we have um, questions from fans of the show that you guys asked us through random social media platforms. Uh, not random, like the social media platforms. No, they're all from Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> you all TikTok just questions. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, MySpace questions? How exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I have some questions here that we're all just going to answer together and we'll see how it goes. Okay. So the first question is from Marissa Russo on Twitter. Hi Marissa. Thanks Marissa. And Marissa asked, do you have a favorite featured or show themed cocktail for the name or for the deliciousness from a show you've seen? Yes, I can answer this. It's going to be for the name because Brian loves him a good pun. No. It's the margaritas at Margarita. That's what I was going to say. They were so good. And they were cheaper than usual on purpose so that people could actually like drink them. They were cheap and they were like strong and they were fantastic. And they made the show that much better. And I really mean that. Oh my God. They kept those margarita machines at the marquee. So when I went to see Tootsie, there was a $12 Frosé. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Those margaritas were like everything because like. If you were going into that show knowing it was going to be kind of silly, like, and you knew also it was going to be a full two-act musical, like, those margaritas better be slamming. And they delivered. Yeah. Um, I will say that one of my favorites was drinking white wine out of a real glass at Harry Potter. I felt very fancy. Oh, good one. Oh, and I think Jamie, when I I went to see the show with a girlfriend of the show, Jamie, Mm -hmm. and uh, she and I... Got, I think we got butterbeer. Oh, maybe. I didn't even know they had butterbeer. I'm pretty sure they did. 
What um, Kimberly? What was the what was the bandstand drink you had? That gin drink. Oh, that I also liked. It's called like a Swing Forty Two or something. Yeah, oh, that was good. That was great. It was gin and prosecco and something sweet. I mean, we always like giggle at some of the cocktail names for each show, but like we mostly are like, I'll take a triple wine or a triple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't joke around. Yeah. Uh, Adult tonic, please. Thank you. It needs to last me two hours. <laughs> exactly. And then our next question is from Ben Bottomer on Facebook and Stephanie from Twitter. They both ask similar questions. Okay. If you could create a signature cocktail for a Broadway show, what show would you choose? What would be in the drink? And what would you name it? So mine would be the man of la milagro okay and um i think it would be it would be milagro tequila um on the rocks with uh, a hint of lime and the rest is left up to your imagination <laughs> nice uh kimberly do you have one yes for cats it's just a white claw but it's a uh, kitty paw <laughs> I'll play. I would create a cocktail for Hello Dolly that would be called Hello Whiskey. Uh huh. Um, and it would be a whiskey ginger with like more whiskey than ginger and a little bit of lime. Or I just had a second one that came to me. Sure. Um, I would do uh, my strongest fruit from <laughs> Aida. And it would be either a daiquiri or a frozen margarita, depending on what fruit you choose and what liquor you choose. You could also serve Moscow mules at Chess or Dr. Zhivago. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Dr. Zhivago, deep cut. Um, that, that album is good. That score is nice. I wish I'd seen it. Nice. it is- I haven't listened to it. Uh, next question is from Meg. Hey, wait, I actually listened to it after we saw Getting the Band Back Together. For Kelly Barrett? Because I was like, Kelly, this character in this is unfortunately so thin and she's so much more talented than this, or, or than the role is allowing her to be. Um, so I listened to all of Zhivago that night. She's so good. Yeah, her voice is incredible. So good. Um, Meg Mello from Twitter mm-hmm. asks... What non-theater subjects or activities were you drawn to in school? And do you think those interests inform your work today? My two years on the field hockey team? Yes. Really? Conforms inform interest. what you do now? I like a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Um, what other interests did I have at school? I liked history. I think yeah, that I, I liked history and philosophy. Hmm. Um, I, I mean, not in school per se, per se, but like I played a lot of intramural sports. Um, and I don't know the, 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 I really enjoyed that, the competition of it all, you know, that kind of, that, that, that drive. And it's just theater without a script. There's a playbook, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, I've talked about this before, but I fell in love with like history and Greek mythology specifically. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first musical that I wrote was a, a like a loose adaptation of Greek myths set in a museum of modern art. Mm-hmm. So, Kevin, I want to find you the myth that I wrote as a sixth grade project. Yes. 100, but I feel like you would enjoy it. I had a book. I had <laughs> that a book where diamonds come from. 
Yes, it's so good because I had a book as a kid of all the Greek myths that my mom gave me. And then I got to college and was like, oh, I know all these stories. And then they were telling me the actual stories with all the like non-PG versions of them. And I literally called my mom the first day and I was like, did you know this is all about sex? And she was like, yes, dear, I did know, but I didn't want my 10 year old to know that. Uh, Next question is from Alana Smith from Twitter. Hi, Alana. And Alana asks, if you could have a broad-waisted moment by having a drink on stage in any musical, past or present, what show would it be and what would you drink? I would... Oof. I would have a martini with Elaine Stritch. That's a great answer. Oh, that's a really good one. Or, I'm sorry, I would have a vodka stinger with Elaine Stritch. <laughs> Um, I would have a, I would have a uh, margarita on the rocks with salt <laughs> while I was on stage during the share num like during share the musical when they were doing the tango number. Sure. Just like one of the people sitting in the chairs. Yeah, I would just be watching that beautiful number and all those beautiful men and just be like, yes. Um, I would want to join the party for pour me another round in uh, Bright Star. It, they just look like they're having such a blast. And um, I would drink whiskey on the rocks. Let's, or excuse me, an, uh, yeah, whiskey on the rocks. Good call. Uh, Laura Catherine Kasner from, or Kashner, sorry, from Facebook asks, if your favorite musical was a mixed drink, what would it be? I'll go first. My favorite musical is Les Mis. And um, at least that's what I'm going with for this. And the drink it would be would be a French 75. That's good. Mm, I see. Uh, my favorite musical is Man of La Mancha. And instead of the Man of La, La, La Milagro, I would have a La Sangria Familia. Perfect. Kimberly? Um, Sunday in the Park with George. Mm-hmm would be um, an Ellie's Cordial from Pasticci. Sounds great. But I don't remember what's in it. Ellie. Ellie. And Cordial. And yeah, she's very cordial. Or the Central Park, the one with like muddled cucumbers. Cool. Um, Adina Judd from Facebook asks, Hi, Adina. What's your favorite line or lyric in one of the Broadwaisted original plays or musicals? Never listened to them. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, no, my answer is uh, um, because I haven't been able to ever get out of my head. Um, the uh, Broadway said actually intro songs for each episode. Um, the whole shtick with factually. I love all the rhymes that, you know, factually, you know, and all that stuff. Um, but the Bactually one in episode two, always I always really enjoy. I love, as you probably have guessed, I love that kind of stuff for like someone singing and everyone, someone else is just like, wait, what did you say? It's like, no, no, don't worry about it. It's a musical. Like I, like, I love Something Rotten because that's all Something Rotten is. Yeah. That's uh, my favorite is, um, honestly, my favorite comes all the way back from... Uh, it's uh, it's a Broadway no not what was the first Broadway Broadwaisted away. away the first one that was a non musical 
I will never stop patting myself on the back for coming up with private dressing room and general. Oh theme. goodness, so true. Those and are really those good. Two character names. I like literally they came to me and I just like giggled for an hour and then started writing. <laughs> and like I am still that's like one of my highest achievements of all time. That's great. Yeah. I also really liked the gag in that one of the really long pour. Oh, that was really funny. <laughs> yes. That was my favorite. Because <laughs> I think what you you edited it, and one of our notes when listening to it was like, that pour is too short. Like, that's not a full drink. And then Kevin just went like all in and put like a minute or 30 I found, seconds. I found a sound effect that was called pouring a glass of water. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Next question is Kathy, uh, Kathy Fusco from Facebook. Hi, Kathy. Kathy. Is- is there an episode you wish you could do over for any reason? Uh, yeah, I have one. Which one? I would do over the Carolee Carmelo episode. Um, not because I don't think it was good. I think it's an excellent episode. For some reason, we decided that we were going to do a live ad read during that episode. Um, and we ended up cutting it because it was just like weird and just like pre-recording one and popping it in. And we wasted like 10 minutes with her that we could have gotten back. And it just seemed weird that we were doing an ad read in front of her. Um, we tried to naturally incorporate it and make it like, make it um, seamless in terms of a segue from one segment to another segment. We tried to do it live. It didn't really work. Um, and I would like to get back those 15 minutes with her because we could have spent, we could have spent hours with her just talking about like, Everything. just talking about it talk everlasting, forget about her or the rest of her amazing career. That's the one I would probably do over. Kimberly? I don't know. Maybe Lucrita again so that I remember most of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mine is like sentimental, but like I would like to redo, I would like to re-experience the Aaron, the first Aaron Obano episode again, just because like he's now become like one of our, our friends. Closest friends. So like it would be fun to go back and just see where that all started. Well, that's an interesting interpretation of the question because if I wanted to relive something that I, that I wouldn't choose the car, the car uh, uh, Carolee episode. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. If I had to go back and like have us re-record something, I would pick the first Laura Osnes episode because I wasn't there. <laughs> good answer. That's a good one. <laughs> Um, next question is from Rob Johnston, a good buddy of ours who's on Facebook. Asked, early on, there was a mention of how much the episodes are edited down. What is your favorite moment that was cut out for some reason? The names can be changed to protect the intoxicated. Oh my God, there are so many good ones. I know. The names would, changed. What pops up to me immediately is I think some of my favorite moments that got cut were like, the frustration and expletives that me, Jeremy, and Brian were like spouting during the like escape the podcast. Oh game. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. There were so <laughs> many moments in that episode that ended up getting cut just for time. I made it very easy for you. You did, and it was super fun. But it, like because we were all having fun, and we were like three dudes who were like getting like hyped up on the competition with each other. That was fun. Like there were so many moments where we were like just screaming an expletive because we couldn't figure it out that was like super fun that I would like, I would, that was one of my favorites. Well, a lot of the cut stuff is most, <laughs> since I edit them, a lot of the cut stuff is mostly tangents. Um, like it's not the like 
meat of stuff. It's like little stories here and there that like are allowing us to get comfortable with the guests so that they will like, we can actually like talk and, and, and have some nice conversations. Um, but there are three that really stand out. The first one is the Barrett episode where we were all drinking the man can and not realizing how much we were drinking. And maybe that's one I would do over. <laughs> oh, that's a good answer. Yeah. Um, but we just, that episode was like tangent city where someone would mention Ninja Turtles and it'd be a 10 minute chunk. We talk about Ninja Turtles or someone would mention she's all that. And there's a 25 minute chunk of she's all that. Like all that stuff is great, but like, we're also unintelligible. You cannot eat like we're all mumbling and stumbling. That edit was tough. Um, I would say another one is I cut um, Alice Ripley reading our auras. Um, and what colors so fun and then we also we got silly drunk with her and she talked us through her entire fantine track based on how much dirt she had on her face um like like in terms of the makeup <laughs> backstage and honestly yeah. it was after more dirt less dirt it was so engaging and enthralling maybe we'll put it into because what we do now is anything that we cut from episodes that like is is like it's not usable. just like silence and usable. I'll give to Kimberly. The Patreon episode was just like, ha ha. <laughs> Kevin, your turn. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, um, one more I'll add in as, a, as another thing I would like to include. Um, when me, Brian, Kimberly, and Jay get together to record our parts for the holiday episode. Yes. Fun, fun fact, when we're doing the holiday radio plays, I record most people by themselves and then edit it all together. But when me, Brian, Kimberly, and Jay are recording our parts, we all record it, the four of us together. And for some reason, <laughs> Brian is a great actor. Brian is a great reader. He's a great host. He can do podcasting like no one's business. But for some reason, when we sit down to read the radio play, it's like Brian has never seen English written out in his life. <laughs> And we start again, please. <laughs> and there's so many things that that like didn't even make it into like the um like uh, cut. yeah, like the bartender's cut of like a joke like the gag reel at the end, just because like they're so insane, but like there's some really amazing moments from those that got cut out that never heard the yeah. like, and then Jay off. takes like a two mm-hmm. sentence bit and makes it a five minute monologue for you yeah sometimes i tell jay like all right we got with the take we needed so you can go ahead and just riff and i let him like speak for like seven Wait. minutes it never really gets into the episode did but, you like, funny for it, me in the most recent one with the narration portals did you didn't keep the like it's I burning it. <laughs> jay did a whole <laughs> thing about how the narration portal portals burned <laughs> And he would go off every time about how painful it was. And I cut all that, but like, it was so good. Those were really funny. So funny. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Next question. This mailbag is fun. We should do this more often. Margaret Gleason from Facebook asks, if you had to watch one production of one musical every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? And she stipulated that you can, you, you can pick a real production you've seen or dream cast or design a new one. 
Is it bad that I just want to pick the shortest thing I've ever seen so that I could? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually a that's a good. Just like, like get up in the morning, watch an eighty-five minute musical, and then go on with yeah, your day. Like every day, watch Come From Away, get some faith in humanity, go about my day. That's a good. That's a. I like that answer. That's actually a really good answer because I've seen Come From Away four times, and I would go back in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I would want something with layers because, like, I and I wouldn't want to watch one of my Shrek. Yeah, Kimberly. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want something that was. Uh, that I loved so much because I wouldn't want to burn out from it. Um, okay. So I'm going to find like the the difference between those. And I think that, uh, I don't know. I, for some reason I stray towards Susical only because it's, there are so many plot lines um, that you can focus on any character. The music has tons of layers in terms of, you know, the, themes and stuff like that it's also Aaron's and Flaherty who just like I can hum that stuff there's it's very funny in places it's super fun in places it's very sad in places I, my the one de- just detraction I would take from the detraction that's not a word um is a um uh is that it's it's pretty long so but I'm gonna go with that that's fair um <clears throat> I would pick I would pick once on this island Oh, good one. And I would watch the like most recent production because it was just so beautiful and the songs are all uplifting. It's like a fun fairy tale story that you can just get into. And the cast was phenomenal in that. They were dynamite, yeah. So I would I would choose that. Cool. Uh the last question is from Lisa Williams from Facebook. Hi Lisa. And Lisa asks, in two hundred episodes, what have you learned the most? about the industry yourselves or recording podcasts or whatever. What's like the, what what? anything. <laughs> What's the biggest thing that you've learned from doing this show for 200 episodes? It's all way less fancy than you think it is. Mm, that's a good that's, one. That's what you learned. <laughs> I think that oh, it's not the glamour. <laughs> that's a good one. I well, when it comes to podcasting, we've learned everything. Like we started at zero and now we're what at like sixty percent, seventy percent? Yeah. Of like what we I don't know, like we've learned everything there. I, I would say one thing, I didn't necessarily learn it, but it was definitely um uh it was definitely proven over and over again is that um if you are nice, you will work. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you are a game a team player you know, you're, you know, always on time, generous and kind to other people, even if your talent may be objectively less than other people's, you will work because people want you there in person, actually working with you. And I think, absolutely. And we've seen that over and I've heard that over and over again from so many guests, either on or off mic. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably say, and I'll say the cheesy answer since it's our 200th episode. And mute. No. (laughs) I would say that I think that one of the things that I've learned or I've learned the most is like the power of the three of our friendships and like how important that base is because there's no way we would have gotten to 100, much less 200 episodes 
with like, cause it, I mean, we have fun, we drink, we hang out with a lot of really cool people, but like, there's a lot of work that goes into putting on a show every single week, mm-hmm. especially yeah. for four years time in a constantly changing and competitive industry. Four years. That's crazy. Yeah. So to think about like, we've been doing this for four years Gross. and something that could have been a de- like a struggle as friends has like <laughs> blossomed into something that like makes us stronger for it. And so I think that that's what I've learned is like the importance of working with people you love and making sure to separate what you love from what you do. Sure. And so, and I'll add to that, like we had to learn to do that we, oh, yeah. it, it, and we're still evolving and learning that. And that's kind of part of the fun of it too. Yeah. A hundred percent is like, especially in this quarantine time where we're putting out extra content, we've had to like schedule time where it's like, Hey, the three of us are going to zoom and it's just hanging out with like Jay and Aaron and our, our close friends, but not recording. Like we're mm-hmm. just spending time with people we love remembering that we're friends first. And Which I is think, hard now that we are quarantined as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. we've already sort of had that in place. Yeah. So it was yes. for us to be like, hey, we need friend time. Yeah, like, do I hang out with you two on Zoom or do I finish this bag of pretzels? Both. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bag of pretzels, let's go. <laughs> but um, so yeah, yeah I mean, race. there's a lot of stuff that we've, there's a lot of stuff that we've learned from like a variety of places throughout our lives in the past four years of like, that have given us some, a lot. Um, one of those places that we have not visited, but I'm sure we'll learn a lot from is Tuesdays in the corner. The corner with Kimberly. Kimberly. It's Kimberly's corner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kevin, I tried to read these earlier and I don't know how you do it. So <laughs> at least you at least you tried and practiced before doing this. I don't do it. I just write them and move on. Well, it's pretty much that. Welcome to Kimberly's Corner, where everything is nonsensical. <laughs> I have three highly researched questions based on today's seminal episode. Are you ready for question one? Yes. Broad is an 18th century slang term for a playing card. The card is the first segment of the 32nd episode of the television series, The New Twilight Zone. The opening narration was, the devil, they say, having so far failed to destroy the human race with nuclear weapons, toxic waste, or elevator music, has finally devised his most cunning weapon, long-term credit, with fine print written in the Twilight Zone. A hardiness zone is a geographic area defined to encompass a certain range of climatic conditions relevant to plant growth and survival. The original and widely used system developed by the United States Department of Agriculture, the USDA, is a rough guide for landscaping and gardening, (laughs) defines 13 zones by annual extreme minimum temperature. It has been adapted by, um, has been adapted by into other countries such as Canada in various forms. Other hardiness rating schemes have been developed as well, such as the UK Royal Horticultural Society and the US Sunset Western Garden Book System. A garden is a planned space, usually outdoors, set aside for the display, cultivation, and enjoyment of plants and other forms of nature. So my question is... This all makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, I loved it. 
What sci-fi entity would you most like to see turned into a musical and how? Hmm. Sci-fi entity turned into a musical and how? Yeah. Huh. I, I, hmm. I don't want to pick like, uh, I'd love to, maybe this is off, but a Wreck-It Ralph musical? Sure. Is that sci-fi? Yeah. That's what. For fantasy, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, you know, you know what? I I got it. I'm going to go back to your question. I would love to see a Twilight Zone musical where I don't know how you do this, but you maybe it's like five acts and like each one is a mini story that they all have a related theme or something to that effect. Um, But very similar. Like what? The apple tree. Yes. However, um, every time you see it, some one of the stories or multiple stories or all the stories switch out. So maybe they're like are a hundred total stories. So you can see it multiple times, very similar to what the neo-futurists do off Broadway. It's not there anymore, but um, they were wonderful. They did the show called too much light makes the baby go blind where they'd be 60. They have to do 30. uh, Was it uh, 30 plays in 60 minutes? Um, and like they continually change and they'll write new ones. Like I would like to see something like that with the with the, the Twilight Zone stories that we know and love. Maybe each one has like two to three songs and uh, tr- you know it's trying to say something about you know what we're doing today. Cool. I would say I want to see a musical adaptation of the movie Galaxy Quest. Good one. <laughs> That's a Tim, great answer. Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver and uh, Alan Rickman. Uh, yeah, Alan Rickman. I just think that like a direct adaptation of that movie, but what would be cool is that like by the time they do it, we have like hologram technology really good. So that, like their hologram can be like shot into different parts of the theater. Ooh. Cool. Like, I feel like that would be really cool, but they're and still like, performing on stage, but like the balcony gets like a hologram running through the balcony to like at the same time. Sure. And with something like that, like, you could very similar like what Tootsie did where he's a musical actor. You can easily say that like the Galaxy Quest TV show was like a musical sci-fi show. It ran like, forever. Yeah. Some, like, I don't it was know. like an off-Broadway show that just never ended. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's that would awesome. be super fun. And I would want obviously the people who wrote Something Rotten to write the Galaxy Quest musical. Totally. Yeah. Cool. That's a good one, Kevin. Ready for question two? I never, am. Never. Wasted. <laughs> comic book series written and drawn by Jerry Alaguillen and published by the Alamat Comics from July 1994 to July 1996. It was first released as an eight-issue photocopied comic and later collected into one volume by Alamat Comics in 1998, releasing a total of 500 copies. Cut, copy, and paste is a method of reproducing text or other data in computer. (laughs) Computing is a fortnightly magazine published by Incisive Media for IT managers and professionals in the United Kingdom. It didn't say bi-weekly, it said fortnightly? Yeah, it's for the United Kingdom. Oh, duh, yeah. (laughs) As of December 2006, computing circulation was verified by BPA Worldwide as 115,431. 
originally launched in 1973 as the official magazine of the British Computer Society and published by Haymarket Publishing. The Theatre Royal Haymarket, known as Haymarket Theatre or the Little Theatre, <laughs> the West End Theatre on Haymarket in the city of Westminster, which dates back to 1720, making it the third oldest London playhouse still in use. Oh, wow. Samuel Foote acquired the lease in 1747, and in 1766, he gained a royal patent to play legitimate drama, meaning spoken drama, as opposed to opera, concerts, or plays of music, in the summer months. So my question is, what was your favorite childhood summer? What is, what's childhood? Is that loose? Till college. Like, till 18. I think it's got to be one of my years going to sleepaway camp. Um, probably the year that I was uh, maybe a major in color war. That was maybe 2000, 2001. That was a great summer. Okay. Nice. Um, my favorite summer would be when I was young and I lived in Cleveland, Ohio and I went to the Cleveland playhouse for a theater summer camp. Cool. And, uh, we spent like the entire summer learning all these musical theater songs that we did like a review of musicals. Oh, maybe, maybe one of my paper mill summers going in my summer going into college um, I did a paper. You're not a summer. kid, Ben. That's not a childhood summer. She said up until college. Is that until 18? <clears throat> oh, I was 18, maybe. I went two years in a row, so I'll choose the one where I was 17. Okay. Oh. I'm sorry. I was just a man by the time I was 17. So. <laughs> oh, 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 I understand. Okay. Question three. 200 is the natural number following 199 and preceding 201. The number appears on the Padavan sequence, preceded by 86, 114, 151. It is the sum of the first two of these. 200 is the smallest base 10 unprimable number. It cannot be turned into a prime number by changing just one of its digits to any other digit. It is also a Harshad number. The sum of dollars given oh, 200 is also the sum of dollars given to the classical monopoly game to the player that passes go. Yeah. A go route is a pattern run by a receiver in American football where the receiver runs straight upfield towards the end zone. The goal of the pattern is to outrun any defensive backs and get behind them, catching an undefended pass while running untouched for a touchdown. So you can go. Got it. Good. Yeah. The Touchdown Club of Columbus was founded in Columbus, Ohio in 1956 by Sam B. Nicola at the request of State Auditor James A. Rhodes, who later became governor of the state. So my question is. Yeah. In the future, there is a musical written about this time in history. Who plays Andrew and Chris Cuomo? And what is the name of their song about brotherly love? Andrew and Chris Cuomo. Um, okay. Andrew Cuomo is played by um, friend of the show. Um, oh and it's in the future, so you can cast someone who ages into the role. Oh, oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, We're not going to write it tomorrow. 
Um, let me think. Um, I think I have their song. Okay, what's the song called? It's called Covideo Conference. Yeah. And they're Zooming with each other, you know, singing about how much they miss each other and and how, you know, when this is all over, they'll never leave each other's side. But it's the but it's called like the Covideo Conference, like like the phone hour or something like that. Oh yeah. It's also ripe for a dream ballet because Chris Cuomo keeps telling us about his nightmares. Yes, for sure. Wait, so you have your song. My song is... Um, oh, I thought we were doing this together, but I guess not. Oh. Well, we don't have to. Yeah, it's up to you. Yeah, we're, I'm going to do separate. So my... my <laughs> okay, someone didn't like my song. My song would be called The, Quar- <laughs> my, the Quarantine Quartet. <laughs> the, qu- the Quarantine Quadrille. <laughs> and it would be the two Cuomo brothers um, being like... Uh, and there would be like random interludes by like evil Donald Trump and then a character that's just called the CDC. <laughs> so like they're like singing along, but it's like mostly the two brothers together. And okay. my Chris Cuomo would be Jeremy Kushner. Mm-hmm. And okay. my Andrew Cuomo would be Michael Park. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to do, and I'm going to work from friends of the show as well. I'm going to say that um, Jay Armstrong Johnson ages into one of those roles. Uh, Which one? What? Which one? Uh, I'll have him be Andrew Cuomo. The governor himself. And then Chris Cuomo, I'll go with, um, hmm, let's go with. My production is oh. clearly happening earlier than Brian's. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I want to go with uh, Zach James. Oh. Just like the full bass baritone opera. Yeah, absolutely. Well, unfortunately, the correct answer was Jeremy Jordan and Andy Carl. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Touche. In about 15, 20 years. Right, great. Yeah. And that has been Kimberly's Corner. Yay! Was there enough math for you, Kevin? Yeah, no, that was good. And you actually (laughs) it better than I usually read them. Um, So now we have the final part of Brian's trivia game. Yes, we have another round of trivia. Um, Trivia. This round is... so, So I was thinking about this. We've seen a lot of shows because of Broadway. Speak for yourself. What? I don't know. <laughs> you've, probably, you've seen more than we have. Um, and I think that's something that's very interesting about it is that um, because we see so much, there are a lot of stinkers in there, more than we would typically see if we were buying our own tickets and making very selective choices about what we were seeing based on reviews, based on what friends have suggested, what what shows friends are in. And statistically, it's very interesting to see which of those shows, that massive shows that we see, what really trickles down to become a hit, to become a 
um, or something Maybe memorable. Something. Yeah. yeah, something like that. So what I did was, in, only in name is this based on this. I went with a game called Numbers. I am going to name one of our guests and you have to tell me, we're going to play um, the closest without the closest to get to it, either on either side of the number. You're going to tell me what number episode they were. Oh, that's about how I name my games. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay. See? So, yeah. So like, for example, like, if you said Michael Mott, the answer would be two because he was on episode number two. Right. But if Kimberly said one and you said four, Kimberly would win. Guys, No, because you can go over. Oh, okay. Yeah. Unless you want to play Price's Right Rules. I'll just on either end. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, someone's going to have to do the math for me. <laughs> um, okay. Let's get ready. Yep. Yeah. Patty Murin. Eight. Twelve. Kevin wins. The answer is 30. Oh. <laughs> Leslie Margarita. Oh. Twelve. Fifteen. Kevin wins. She was 18. Ooh. Oh. Carmen Cusack. I should know this by heart. <laughs> you know his date. 65. Kimberly. 52. Kimberly wins. She was 49. You almost nailed that. So close. Adam Kaplan. Oh, right. 47. Kimberly. 65. 68. Kimberly, you're getting hot here. I have to picture where they were, and then I know what section of our life oh yeah that's very smart (laughs) uh moms of the show 78 kimberly 59 55 wow uh gino carr 108 kimberly you said 108, Kevin? Yeah. And you said what, Kimberly? 98. Not sure who was closer. I think Kevin was closer. I was closer. Yeah. Um, Josh Lehman. 137. Kimberly? One, 112. Uh, Kevin, one, I think it's Kevin, 128. Yeah, it's Kevin. Yeah, it's me. Uh, Justin Guarini. That was a surreal. Him sitting there in the room with us and like American Idol winner much? Like that was crazy. Um, He won, right? Or did she win? She won. won. Right, right, right. 150? But it was the first season so they both won. Right, yeah. For sure. 129. Kimberly, 160. Mm. Melissa Errico. 171. Kimberly? 162. 173. Kevin, that was really yeah. close. Uh, Sierra Bogus live at Broadway Con. 100. Kimberly? Was that 100? Sure. 102. 87. Uh, I win! <laughs> uh, 
Aaron J. Albano's first episode. Eight. 20? No, I'm sorry, not eight. Eighteen. Kimberly? Twenty? Twenty-four. Ah! Eden Espinosa. One eighty, uh, one eighty-six. Like that one eighty-nine. One eighty-two. Yes. Telly Leung. One eleven. Seventy-six. Fifty-six. Oh, Kimberly gets that. All right, uh, Kristen uh, Anderson Lopez and Bobby Lopez. One hundred and ten. Eighty-five. 79. Yeah. And then finally, um, our 100th episode. Wasn't 100. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Who was our our 100th guest? It was just us. It was just us, but we had everybody create videos. uh, Not videos. um, Little clips. Little clips for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was super fun. fun. Thanks, that Mike. was numbers. <laughs> Thank you for numbers. Yes. Well, guys, this brings us to the end of our Bizarro World episode, but also the end of our 200th episode. We've That's been crazy. doing this for four years and 200 plus episodes, if you count all the other ones, but official episodes, 200. Um, I am so personally grateful for this show, what it's brought to us, what it's brought to our lives, and what it's brought to the enriched relationships between me and Kimberly. Um, so thank all of you guys for listening and Brian. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. I had to make a joke about at Brian's expense written down. <laughs> so that was mine. Um, but yeah, so I'm very thankful for all of that. But most of all, I know that I speak for the three of us when I say that we are so freaking thankful for all of you guys at home who listen mm-hmm. to us. And it helped us kind of ride this wave of coming up with the silly idea for a show that has blown up into something beyond what we ever expected. So thank you guys for that. Um, thanks for 200. And we hope to bring you a whole bunch more. So keep listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can continue to check us out on social media. Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook and uh, Twitter at Broadwasted. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> You can also join our Facebook group, uh, Fans of the Show, for some theater nerdy stuff. You can also check out our Patreon, which we've been posting videos of some of our episodes that we've been doing in quarantine, plus some really cool extra features and things like that. So make sure to check that out at Patreon. Uh, You can also find us wherever podcasts are are broadcast, such as uh, Stitcher or um, Spotify or iTunes. Rate and review, please. Bye. Doctors, please. And thank you. And um, as we end every episode, we end it with a quote. We do? What? (laughs) Every single episode has ended with a quote? That's crazy. It's so funny how I never remember it. Me, 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 me. (laughs) So the quote is, I've got a friend like Carol King, or was it Carly Simon used to sing? I always get those two confused. But anyway... I turn around and suddenly I'm not alone and ain't just me. I'm like a player on a team. I'm part of a gang, a member of a club. And that's from Big Ass Rock from the Full Monty. And it is also from my heart, how I feel about you people doing 200 episodes of Broadway Stead. So the way we end every episode, including number 200, as I pour myself a new drink, 
is we raise a glass. Mine's always empty. <laughs> Mine is too, because I'm playing you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just refilled for this, but we raise a glass and we say, Cheers. Love you guys. We appreciate all of you. So we're going to switch back after this, right? Where this is. Yeah, hosting is way too much pressure. Games, I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't, I, I like uh, to. I like to just kind of be like an also ran. So like being <laughs> like the president of the show is like a lot to deal with. <laughs> hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. America, we are endowed by our creator, with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.